welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. And today, one day only, I am your host, Joe. Every day. Every day. Feels like every day. And we're here today to talk about episode 703 entitled, Death Be Not Proud. Right. Written for television by Tyler English Beckwith, mm-hmm. who is a female writer. At yeah. first I thought it was a male writer. It was no. a female writer. A woman up. of color. Yeah. And when we looked up what she was, what else she had done, it said that she was known for three episodes of Outlander. Yeah. Her credits are not extensive. They're not extensive, but I'll tell you, I liked the way this episode was written. This was a well-written episode. So... I am very happy with Tyler English Beckwith. And hopefully this is the first of three and that we haven't already seen her. I don't think we have. That would make sense. Yeah. I've never heard her name before. I'd remember the hyphen. So this episode starts with a cold open. Mm -hmm. And we've got jaunty, happy music. Yeah. And you said, well, we're in the future. That's right. Because it's a delivery man. We see a car. We see power lines. Mm -hmm. We're futuring. Yep. And he delivers a small trunk that says uh, Jeremiah Alexander Ian Fraser McKenzie. And then the opening credits begin. I loved this cold open. This cold open is everything I'm looking for in Outlander. Good. I mean, we've had a bunch of years where I just like Outlander and you just like Outlander too. So I'm glad we're getting back to some Outlander that one of us actually enjoys. Uh, yeah, absolutely, for sure. So we have the opening credits, and then we're back in the future, which is actually the past for us, because I think we're at like late 70s, right. uh, early 80s, and it's the kids and Fiona's husband in the background, and Fiona brings them the chest. And you, at first, thought it was a trunk that they had sent themselves. Yeah, well, I mean, that was sort of my idea from the last recap we did, where, you know, I was like, oh, did they actually do something smart? And we just, they didn't talk about it? No. And I said, not them. And then when you realized it was Jamie, do you remember your reaction? I don't. You said, it's a good thing he can't travel through time because he would take over the future. He would come and he would knit and women would just walk around ripping their clothes off and throwing it in the wind. You were very proud of Jamie. I mean, he's the only one that comes up with a good idea. So good for you, Alexander, Malcolm, Fraser, whatever your name is. Yeah. So they open the trunk, and in it are... It's not money. It's not money. It's, it's a, letters. It's a lot of letters and a little round ball. And I wanted to ask you, when you first saw it, it looks like a musket ball. Yeah. What did you think of that? I mean, I've never fired a musket, but it looked too big to be a musket ball to me, so I wasn't really sure what it was. Um, obviously, I'm not up on my musketology. It looked big. It looked like a big marble. Okay, yeah. So, okay, so you didn't think it was a musket ball then. That's what I thought it was when I first saw it. I mean, there was a limited amount of things I guess it could have been from that time. But yeah, it didn't. I thought it was too big for that. Yeah, maybe. Um, So these are, so did you think about this though? Because when I saw it and it's like if they, if these are all the letters that they ever wrote to them, doesn't that mean that Roger and Brianna never returned to the past? I mean, it... Did you think about that? I didn't think about that for one second. Um, it didn't, at least it was, they didn't return by the time they decided to send that box or put it in a bank vault. Yeah, like. Because obviously they didn't die before they put those those in a bank. You know, someone had to do it. 
So um, I don't know when the letters end. So, and then this is the other thing that I was thinking. How would you go about reading those letters? If you opened the trunk up and you're Brianna yeah. and it's your parents, mm-hmm. what's the first letter you would open? Probably the very last one. Me too. Yeah. That's exactly what I would do. I would rummage through, find the very last one they sent and open it up. Yeah. And maybe it would be like, we're just listening to you and Roger yeah. baking in the kitchen together. Yeah. It's so nice having you. Yeah. You go to the last one where it says, oh my God, I hope you've read this letter in time because you know what I mean? Like, like get to the, I'll work my way back. I'll backtrack through the letters. But if there's a bunch of letters I want to know, I want like the most recent information you can give me, mama. then they show the fire and we realize that jamie and claire escaped what did you think of the scene where they run and jump as the house explodes behind them i mean it looked more realistic than the exploding house from the end of the last episode it did didn't it yeah so uh i mean it was it was not bad it looked okay pretty you know relatively typical tv quality house explosion Running, jumping. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and then all of the neighborhood comes and they're trying to... Just trying to throw buckets on Buckets of water on this. inferno, yeah. I mean, that's all they could do. And you and Jamie figured out at the exact same time. Yeah. You watching it and Jay Frey. Um, You're not doing a damn thing We can thing throw as many buckets yeah. against this house as we want. Yeah. Is what you said mm-hmm. at the same time that Jay Frey said, enough, it cannot be saved. Thank you all. There's nothing more we can do. We're very similar, really. You guys are very similar. In a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. People are always calling you the king of men. I've heard that too many times. <laughs> it's eerie. Anyway. So then the two of them stand side by side, arms around each other, looking up at their house as it as it burns to the ground. And Claire says, well, it's not January. And Jamie says, and we're not dead. Yeah. So that either means that the obituary screwed up in the way they died, the year they died, or how they died. Right. So then Roger, he, when they're, they go back to Brianna and Roger reading it, and Roger stands up and he like grabs Brianna. She's crying as she reads it. And he grabs her face with both hands and like kisses her in a super gross way and says, you and your bloody matches. It's really gross. And then he's like, you burned the house down. And she's like, no. She gets real defensive. Mama's ether. And he's like, we actually did it. We saved them. We changed history. So, like, if Claire and Jamie just build another house on Fraser's Ridge, it can still burn down in yeah. January of 1770 There's a lot something. of assumptions here that they're, like, they're relying on the accuracy of that news article. And, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really think this changes anything. Um... What did you think of Roger and Brianna in this scene? Did you notice that he's kind of gross? I mean, I just sort of, it's sort of resting, resting Rankin face, sort of. That's kind of when he, I wonder if anyone else noticed this. When he kisses her, it's almost like she recoils. They couldn't have less chemistry. Like, they could not have less chemistry. She's got those crazy bangs, though. And um, she has, she looks better with the bangs. So that's what you said, which I have to say, I think is because you can't see her. Like super thick black eyebrows. eyebrows. Yeah, tell the people what I think about bangs. 
Well, you're not a fan of bangs. No, generally you speaking. Never like bangs. No, but, but you like the Hans Sophie bangs Skelton. Were an upgrade. Yeah, for sure. I will say that it is probably the worst wig that Outlander has ever sourced, and that's saying that's something. A, that's that's a big statement, right? But there. that it's a bad, bad wig. But okay, let's say for a second that Roger and Brianna mm-hmm. did change history. What would have happened to that obituary if they were still holding it? I mean, where you're going, you're looking for a Back to the Future, right? You want to see yeah, like, like, would have like the photo on Marty McFly's guitar as his yeah. Like siblings I just want to know what would happen. I mean, I feel like in this, from what I've seen from Outlander time travel, I don't think they can change the future. I think this is all part of one timeline everything that has happened is how it is supposed that's to happen. sort of what i think too but another theory that i have is that we know that jamie and claire have connections to a print publication right, right. like if they wanted to escape like mm-hmm. leave fraser's ridge maybe go back to scotland they could fake their deaths by telling Fergus yeah. to publish something like that. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I and would... if you die in a fire, there doesn't need to be any... My guess is that um, Roger and Brianna have not changed a thing. That's sort of but what I was thinking. I don't know that I would trust the original obituary either. Like, like I think everything is happening as it happened. I mean, also, just like, think to going back to the time travel thing. Like, Claire went back and went back to the future... And, like, just look at all the things she didn't change. You know what I mean? Like, nothing yep. changed. She affected yep. nothing. Galus went back and affected nothing. Ottertooth went back and affected yeah. nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what's his name? Wendigo yeah. went back and just theoretically died. changed nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't think... I think this is all just part of their individual time lines. You know? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know that they can change it. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Um, in this setting here, where Roger and Brianna are, did you recognize this house as Reverend Wakefield's? Like, did you recognize they're in the same house that no, Claire you had and to Frank? No, you tell me if I remember correctly. Okay. I was just curious because yeah. it was one of those things that I had forgotten, which I wish I'd talked about in the last podcast when you're like, what are they going to do when they get there? It's like, well, Roger inherited that house from Reverend Wakefield. Right. And Fiona's been watching it for him. So that's like, they could live there. Yeah. If they didn't want to live in Boston. Which Who knows what they did. There when was, they... Yeah, there was absolutely yeah. not even a yeah. nary, no. nary a like a explanation. Mishap at, of like, them showing up in their Renaissance fair outfits in the middle of goddamn nowhere with a... And where did they... Where were yeah. they? Were they in the States? Have they been to Boston already? How did they get from... I don't know that much about American geography. Yeah. Um, but I don't think North Carolina is like five minutes away from Boston. Uh, like how would they have, like I, they, they just, they skipped over, as I predicted, they skipped over a ton of very probably interesting stuff about how they landed and got back home, presumably saved their baby, uh, you know, like, yeah. like did all kinds of things, got on a plane, went over to Scotland Let's with their children. Trip. Yeah. Like, like a lot of times their heart conditioned. she got some bangs going on. Yeah. Roger got that knit sweater thing like there's a lot of shit has happened and it's like what i would love to have seen maybe any of it 
I think that would have been kind of an interesting story I to tell. I would love to have seen that as well. But instead, we saw a lot of dead Mrs. Bug. Oh my God, big bugs! This is the, the biggest episode for this woman. Yeah, for all the bugs, this is a big, big bug, big bug episode. Yeah. Sure. So back in the past, Claire and Jamie sit on the steps of what remains of their house. They're very dirty and they're very sad. And I thought both of them acted very well in this scene. Okay. And I felt the loss for both of them. Right. They built that house. They did. Oh, also, we glossed over the most important part of the fire. What's that? Uh, or have we touched on this yet? That they couldn't find the cat. We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, Spoilers. but we okay. will get there. They didn't know. But were you wondering where the cat was? I mean, I feel like. Cats are indestructible, so I never, I wasn't worried about the oh, cat. Oh, you knew the cat would at, get out? At, at that time. You know what? As soon as Wendigo went into the house, mm-hmm. the cat was probably like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Yeah. Peace. It, it probably sensed that there was trouble. So they they go digging through all of their old belongings. Mm-hmm. A lot of things survived. Yeah. So Jamie's kilt. Yeah. That's the good news. That is good news. Uh, Dr. Rawlings' book. Yeah. Very important. Very important. And then Ian finds a picture of William, little William, mm. and essentially tells Jamie that he knows he's his. Right. At which point I said to you, Ian knows everything. He knows time travel. He knows extra hidden children. Mm-hmm. He knows everything. He knows how to shoot somebody in the back with an arrow. He's been doing that a ton. It's kind of his deal. Now. He's been doing it yeah. a lot. We've had three episodes. I think Ian's killed someone in every Has episode. Who did he kill in the first one? Oh, maybe he didn't kill. Oh no, he was. Remember in the first one, he was killing all of Lionel. Oh Brown's... yeah, it was it was off camera, but it yeah, was he, off slaughtered, camera. he was he slaughtering... slaughtered all the Browns band. Yeah, right. sorry, he is a murderess. He hardcore. Yes, like is he okay? I don't. I mean, I don't think so. Anyway, good, good family to Jamie though. Yeah. Oh Knows... yeah. No, he'll kill kill a bitch okay. if he looks the wrong way for sure. <laughs> and <laughs> so. Claire goes to clean her clothes. Mm-hmm. Lizzie brings her a shawl and some soup and says, I brought you a blouse. If you want to change into it now, I'll help you get the soot out of what you're wearing now. That's that really yeah. helpful. God, you know, if you're getting help from Lizzie, you are in a dark fucking place. <laughs> well, she is. Yeah. And one of the twins says that they'll move all of their remaining stuff over to Roger and Brianna's old cabin. Right. I appreciated that line. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, helpful. yeah, there's a cabin. But also it helps the audience like, oh, right, there's an unused cabin that they used to live in right around the corner. Of course, yeah. that's where they're going to live. Then they don't have to sleep in the stables or live with the threesome couple, mm, right? And weird. their new baby. This is a really nice interaction and it shows the closeness between Lizzie and Claire, which must be nice for Claire since she has no family anymore. I mean, in I, I, I kid about Lizzie, but... I mean, Lizzie and the twins were the one, or at least one of the twins, was were the ones that were there when the Browns were trying to they shoot up the, their house yes, and shit. That's right, and they were there trying to put the fire out. Yeah, no, so so they're they're in there. Yes, and, and they are also the ones on that tell her that Adso is missing. This is where we find out about the cat. And you immediately responded, "That cat is alive. That cat survived the gunfight." I was pissed that they had the audacity to suggest that the cat died. Yeah. 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 Then Jamie and Mr. Bug have a very unpleasant interaction about the gold. Right. And he gives a backstory and says that he was with Dougal and Hector, Jocasta's husband, when they found the gold. I actually, this is from the book before. I read this. Now, this is Jocasta's husband, like, back in the day in Scotland. That's right. 
Right. Okay. So, and I, did you notice that Dougal's name was mentioned? It's always, yeah, it's yeah. always nice when we hear. Thought we might get a flashback. I know. Why wouldn't they? Well, Graham McTavish. Then Mr. Bug starts in on oaths he's taken and Jamie says, don't bother with your oath to me. Take your gold, take your wife and get off Fraser's Ridge. He it's like, little, okay. A sassy with Jay Frey. Yeah, he did get sassy with Jay Frey and Jay Frey probably hasn't slept in. His fucking house is burnt down. A couple days. His house burnt down. Like, don't. Don't sass Jay Frey right no, now. He's not there for it. So then Mr. Bug runs over to Mrs. Bug and he's like, we got to leave. We got kicked out. And she's mm-hmm. like, they can't do this. We've been cleaning their floors and serving them. And I know secret. We know secrets about yeah. them. I just, at this point, this is where I, I wish we'd, we'd cut a little bit. Like, I yeah. like the writing, but this Bug storyline does not hit hard because we don't know them at all. Yeah, I mean, the book bugs, I feel, are a big deal because they so. keep yeah. referring to them. But, I mean, the TV bugs have only been... They haven't had lines. They, I mean, barely anything. Um, you know, they tried to... It makes sense why they shoehorned Mrs. Bug into that... It does. The, the, burying, the burying of Alan Christie scene. Uh, but really, they've just been very much on the on the periphery, uh, you know, for the entire... For their entire existence in the show. And so, now we're supposed to be like, no, the bugs are leaving. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not invested in the bugs at all. What did you think of when Mrs. Bug said, this is our time? Well, I think what she was saying is, because I feel like Mr. Bug's been hoarding that gold and Mrs. Bug is like, let's take the gold and like actually enjoy it and quit scrubbing floors. Like, let's go, let's go be rich. Yeah. Or at least better than floor scrubbers, which I don't know why they hadn't already i mean maybe again maybe it explains in the book but it doesn't really make sense why they would just be sitting on all this gold instead of uh just going and being rich with it yeah i I don't really get it i don't either then that night ian and jamie watch as what they think is mr bug digs for the gold jamie stands up and makes himself known and he says mr bug and he who, does Jamie show his gun first? I think he does. Jamie I, has a gun in his hand. Yeah, when I can't remember. Mrs. Bug turns and shoots at him. Right. And then immediately Ian Ian just takes her down. Shoots her. But we the think heart. it's Mr. Bug because for some reason Mrs. Bug is wearing her best Mr. Bug disguise. <laughs> I don't really understand why she's wearing like the big trench coat and Mr. Bug hat. I don't it's like either. It, like it, 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 Why would you do that? We've never seen her wear outfits like that before. It doesn't make sense that she would dress up in Mr. Bug cosplay to go <laughs> dig up the chest. No, I don't really she could, get it. She would probably be more comfortable in her own clothes. And why is she by herself? Maybe and, there yo, was a scene that Mr. Bug was like, no, we shouldn't go back for the gold, which like, makes I'm no going, sense at all. Take my coat I'm, and my uh, pants. Yeah, I'll take your coat and your hat and I'll go get the gold myself, old man Bug. I don't really know. It didn't make it any sense. It didn't make any sense. sense. Ian shoots her dead. Jamie keeps looking over at him. We both felt Jamie was a little bit judgy in his in his eyes when he kept looking at Ian like, you killed me. Yeah, Mrs. he Bug. was really judgy. But also it's like, Mrs. Bug took that arrow in the shoulder? Like no, it was right through her heart. No, the heart is on the other side. Like that was... Oh, you're right, that, it was... Yeah, that was like... That wasn't even low enough to be a lung, I'm pretty sure. I know we got a Dr. Loiny out there somewhere. Dr. Loiny... <laughs> Can you, because uh, you've written to us before, we love your insights. If you're still out there, Dr. Loiny, would that arrow have, that one single arrow have killed Mrs. Bug? Because it really looked like a, it looked like a, like a, more like a wound to me than, than like a killing blow. 
So, uh, but but I'm not a you know medical doctor. So if anyone out there has actual medical um, proof that that would be a killing shot, please let me know at yeah. loinlander at gmail.com <laughs> or on our Facebook group, uh, Loinlander Podcast Group. Mm-hmm. The next scene, Ian and Claire have a really nice heart to heart. The writing here is sad and heartbreaking. And she says, are you breathing? That's all you need to do for now. Yeah, Ian's feeling pretty bad about killing Mrs. Bug because uh, she was like super nice to him and stuff. Yeah. Um, At the same time, it's kind of her own fault for dressing up like Mr. Bug. Yeah, well, and I just want to say she shot at Jamie. Like, I mean, that was, it was a self-defense, you know, or not self-defense because Ian wasn't necessarily in danger, but like, you know, he was trying to protect Jamie. He was around the corner. I don't know that he could even see Jamie at the time. He just knew that Someone people sh- were start, starting firing yeah. guns. You know, so, so you know, you go into action. He did the right thing. Then it's Mrs. Bug's funeral. And I don't need any of this. Too much bug. Too much dead bug. Yeah. It's way too much. There's like, take that 15 minute dead bug funeral. Mm-hmm. And show us how Roger and Brianna got, got 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 to Boston. Got to Boston. That'd be great. I'd like to see that. 15 minutes is a long time. Mm-hmm. Cut it up. Make it a montage. Put some scary music in the background. Show me that. I don't need dead bug. It, it was a lot. It was a lot of dead bug. I mean, I guess they're giving this actress her like send off. She was just lying there the whole time. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was too much. Cla- but Mr. Bug appears. Claire sings Ava Maria. Yeah. I love that song. I know you do. We checked. It had not been written yet. Yeah. So no one, no one called her out on it. They just rolled with it. And you thought Mr. Bug was taking it really well. Yeah. And then Ian goes up to him afterwards and apologizes. And he says, will you give me your hound to kill? Well, he offers, he says Mr. Bug can kill him. Right. Which is. Mr. Bug's no, I want to kill your dog. Yeah. It's and cold then shit. Mr. Bug says, when you have something that you love, you'll see me again. Very sinister. Very sinister. Good actor. Yeah, great actor. Wasted. That guy should have been acting more. Yeah. And then he walks away and you turned and said, that was too threatening. We've seen Ian murder us before. And you thought he should have just done it right there. I mean, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm I'm not advocating for that sort of thing. But I can tell you, if someone comes up to me and is like, I'm going to wait until you have something to care for and then I'm going to come kill it. I mean, we might just fast forward right to the end. I don't know what's going to happen there. But, like, it's it just, it's like, like, well, like okay, especially so if you're sorry. Ian with a history of, like, shooting. Yeah. Like, I don't think Ian would just be like, okay, cool, yeah. I'll oh, wait. Okay, like, yeah, like, we're standing here looking at each other, but you're telling me that you're going to kill someone. I First, I have to meet someone. Then I have to love them. It's the long then game. Then you're going to kill them. Yeah. Then, obviously, I'm going to kill you. Like, why don't, why don't we I just I mean, maybe he's hoping Mr. Bug will calm down. But, uh, I don't know, it just seemed like... Like that's a pretty nasty threat to leave to leave him with, yeah. especially if you wouldn't let him kill the dog. Which thank God we love Rollo. We love Rollo. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems like I don't know that Ian would would roll with that. Maybe. Well, he does. He does, as it turns out. And then time passes, and Ian, nope, not Ian, Jamie and Claire, go to what you said was absolutely beautiful, but looked like a backdrop. Yeah, I feel like that wasn't necessarily legit. Or at least all legit, but, you know, look good. Jamie points to the space that he wants to mm. build another house. Fridge 2. Maybe the one that burns down in January of 1770-something. That's, that's, that's right. But then he said, I've been thinking about Lollybrock. I promised Jenny I'd bring Ian back. Mm-hmm. So, the plan is to go 
to Scotland with Ian and then come back and rebuild. But he says, let's go to Scotland in a few months. So, like, there's a lot of time passing here. Yeah, like, big chunks. They gotta, they gotta get their affairs in order, as he says. Yeah. I don't know what that means. So, the next scene um, was a little bit triggering for you. Okay. What, what happened? What so, scene Jamie and Claire are in bed mm. in the morning. Yeah. Well, before they go to bed, Jamie prays and says, I hope that I'm enough for her. Which, oh, yeah. fair enough. Like, yeah. there's... It's not a great place to be, right? No. And then he goes to sleep. And when he wakes up, this is when you felt a little bit triggered. He starts describing a dream. Oh, right. Jamie can't time travel, but he, he does have a connection to people in the future. Which has been a theme, as we know. Because before Claire went back in time in the pilot... We saw something Jamie-esque looking at her. Yeah, spectral maybe Jamie. from Maybe from a dream or something. And then also, there were times like when he was, when he survived Culloden. Yeah. I feel like he was like sending her messages that he was a lot. He's always had a little bit Wasn't of a like connection. A, like some sort of bird on the windowsill or something? Is that what that was supposed to be? I think so. Jamie's weird like... I th- Brain I just, time travel? I think he's always a little bit connected through dreams, right? right? He always, remember he used to see Claire in dreams all the time. Mm-hmm. So he, he has dreamed pretty, pretty extensively and with a lot of detail about what's going on with well, Roger. Things he's never seen or could not possibly have known what a telephone looked like. But that wasn't the part that, it, I mean, okay, it's stupid. Granted, it's super dumb. But that wasn't the part that annoyed me. The part was that he basically flawlessly described a telephone to claire and she wasn't like holy shit how do you know what a telephone looks like you're from the 1700s she was just like okay jamie it's like that's a pretty big fucking news right there she already knows he gets visions though why have we not talked about this we have about jamie's ability to like scry the future (laughs) like what else like that if i came to you and was like and i described something to you that was going to be invented in 200 years you have dreams very creative i mean like not like that i mean like that's that's a pretty like think about it people like if you could look 200 years in the future and like like see like that's that's big that's a big thing why wouldn't we talk about that it's dumb as shit but like also people should react to stuff on this show like they're just like oh that's great jamie let's have sex you know what i mean like it's it's the no sex no no they haven't had sex in a while actually but they are going through a lot right now they've had sex through worse yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was pretty damn stupid. Yeah, you said, I'm sorry, is Jamie able to mind read the future? And then you covered your face with your hands. So yeah, it was this, for whatever, was a little bit triggering for you. But that's we got... right up there with sucking the baby out. Really? Yeah. yeah, it was that dumb. You don't think that someone whose entire family, wife, children, grandchildren, can all travel to a certain place, you don't think that that person has some sort of uncanny connection to that same place? You I, think that that's too far-fetched. People can time travel, but the person that is creating all of these people has no sort of vision or ability. Like, that's too much for you? I mean, Jamie really only has any sort of connection to Claire and Brianna. And Jamie. I guess Jamie as well. And Mandy. I guess and Mandy. But like, how about Roger and Claire? Like, I don't know. It just, it just seems like weird 
Dumb that it's a thing, but I can live with that because it's a dumb show. Well, it's a fantasy show. But also dumb that it isn't a bigger deal. Or a deal at all. It's weird, and it seems bizarre to just throw it in out of nowhere and then give no reaction to it. Like, what's the point of the whole scene, by the way? Like, what is the point? I don't even understand why they did that. I think the point, if you watched Claire's reaction... Which was a non-reaction. Mandy was a wee bit older. She was well. Claire, like, sighs with relief. Claire believes that he can mind-read the future, as you said. So he, she is just interested in getting this information. Okay. I guess this is where we're at. Yes. Next scene, they melt the gold into little gold. Mm-hmm. And then cover it with sort of, I guess, dirt. Claire's, Paint? Yep. Of some sort? And they put it into a box, and they go to the Spaniard's cave. Right. And I was so happy when I watched this the first time. I watched it twice, so when I watched it without you, I was like, this is exactly what you wanted them to do. This is exactly it. podcast last week, you were like, why wouldn't they bury treasure, right. a bunch of gold, in a place? And this at- is exactly. <laughs> it's like they were listening, yeah. Hide some gold in a cave and send a letter to the future. It was good. Good job. Good job, Jay Frey. Yeah. Here's my question, though. Just going to throw, just spitball in here. Why don't we take the gold from the cave and put it in the box in the bank? Why not that? Why not just send them the gold in the mail with the letters? Just make the box a little bigger. Boxes were bigger back then. I know it. Like, I don't understand why they had to hide the gold and then write a bunch of letters being like, with a mystery about where the gold is hidden. Why not just put the gold in a box and put it in the bank? It's a bank. That's what banks do. They keep money safe. So, like, and then just, then Fiona could just hand them the box full of gold. I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't make, like, it's it's half smart. It's half smart. I don't know. But uh, I guess then we wouldn't have gotten to see the Spaniard in the cave. Right. The creepy skeleton. Right. But, like, they obviously did that before they wrote all the letters and they put them in the box. You'd think on the way to the bank, they'd be like, why don't we just put the gold in the bank, too? And then they could just have it. Maybe they weren't anywhere near the gold anymore. Maybe they weren't. That's true. Because I guess they were in Scotland. So, theoretically, maybe they put it in a bank in Scotland. That makes sense. See, now this this is logical. But that tells me they never go back to America, which we know they do because in all the promos, they're having gunfights. So I know that there's some civil warring going on, which is not very smart, but we know what's going to happen. I'm actually worried they're not going to go to Scotland. Maybe. maybe. Well, that's what I was thinking. something's going to stop them on the way to Scotland. He was like, we're going to wait a couple months and go to Scotland. I'm like, do you have a couple months? No, they're all, the last scene, they're on their way to Scotland. I know, but like, maybe they get stopped. I know. That's what I'm worried about. I want them to go to Scotland and go to Lollybrock. We'll see what happens. I think we did go to Lollybrock. We did. Not in this scene, though. We had um, Claire explaining, because you said, who's going to take care of the ridge when they're gone? Right. And there's a voiceover that said that the Ardsmere men are going to take care of the ridge and that Lizzie is going to act like the doctor. I don't know if Lizzie has the right wits to be the town doctor, but that's what the plan is. That's what we got. That's what we got. Yeah. Then Claire and Jamie write to Brianna. I thought this was really sweet. They show Claire writing, and then Jamie comes and writes, and they and Jamie gives the code about the Italian gentleman. Mm-hmm. And this I found frustrating. Roger and Brianna read it and realize only Jem knows. And they say, we won't ask him, will we? And Two they things. say, no. The letter says, 
if you have need. There's no need. And then they inexplicably decide not to ask Jem. Right. Which makes absolutely no sense None. because he's going to forget right now. Like, with over time, he'll forget. Well, that was my question. Like, how old is Jemmy? I think he's like five. Yeah. So I can tell you, I've known children that are five. And they are goldfish, essentially. Like, the fact that Jamie is trusting Jemmy to unravel this code is... That's a big-ass leap of faith on Jayfrey's part. Like, they could be like, Hey, Jemmy, who's the Spanish man? And Jamie will be like, Mickey Mouse? Like, I don't... Like, I Jamie won't know. I know. Like, that's so stupid. It's a risk. Put the gold in the box! For sure. It's a risk. Yeah. yeah. So they decide not to ask him. Mm-hmm. Unless they have need. Which, are they waiting for him to be 13 and have no memories of living in the past at all? Apparently they're wicked rich, and it doesn't matter if there's a giant box of gold. Yeah. Everybody wants a giant box of gold. No one's like, ah, you know what? No one's too rich for we a got, giant bo- we box of We just have too gold. much money. We don't need a giant box of free gold. Yeah. Said nobody ever. Yep, that's right. Jamie then gives Claire a new dagger. There was nice pacing to this episode, like mm. between Roger and Brianna and Jamie and Claire. Once we got finished with the dead bug stuff, I was like very interested in every scene. Jamie gives Claire a new dagger and they become blood buddies. Mm-hmm, yeah. They touching. Re- touching, very touching. Um, she quotes their wedding vow, blood of my blood. Mm. The next day they say goodbye to Lizzie and Josiah and the other twin and the baby. Yeah. Jamie gives them a little bit of a freaky look when they start talking about that. I don't know. He got a little weird. That's funny. Yeah. 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 That was funny. He's struggling with that. Yeah. He's still not, not very accepting of that super bizarre thing. But my question here is, did we need a second Lizzie goodbye? Like this was another long drawn out goodbye. Like we could have had her like that moment where Lizzie's like giving her, like we could have just had a wave. Like did we, like, is are we invested enough in Lizzie? That her and Claire need some long, drawn-out, tearful goodbye? I think so. Really? Yeah, okay. I think so. All right, then. I guess I'm, I'm I'm out of it. Were you thinking that when... I don't know. Just, like, wave goodbye. Like, we've already had a, a lot of Lizzie and the twins in here. Like, we didn't need another Lizzie and Lizzie the twins. Lizzie and the twins are all they have. I know, but, like, more like... Who else are they going to say goodbye to? I don't know. To? Give me, like... It's more them saying goodbye to the ridge. That's kind of what I, like... Which I guess we kind of see when they're in the forest, but like, you know, have them riding away and looking back at like the charred dump of the ridge, and then, you know, we can have Liz- Lizzie just well, waving. Lizzie's holding fort for them, too, right? Yeah, well, she's the doctor now. Yeah. So they say bye, and then we have the next scene goes to Roger and Brianna. They pull up to Lollybrock, and yeah. they're sitting on the steps. We've sat on those exact steps at Lollybrock. I mean, that made this scene fun because Megan and I have actually been there. Mm-hmm. We, you know, they have the road up to Lollybrock, and we actually have a picture. Uh, there, uh, you know, on that exact road. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of fun for us uh, to see that. You sure. can really tell the set decorations. Like you oh, can yeah. see that they had glued vines to oh, it. Oh, boarded up the windows and everything. I mean, we haven't been there for a while, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't look like that right yeah. now. Yeah, And uh, it makes them feel, which I could totally understand this. It makes them feel closer to Claire and Jamie just being there. Mm-hmm. And then like Roger, like, rips a board off because he wants to look in mm-hmm. it was another weird scene like he rips the board off and he looks in and he just sees some you know scaffolding and and, uh, and, then, and then he just closes the board and that's it i don't that seems so bizarrely 
unmotivated. Like, I thought he was going to go into the house and they were going to look around or something. But no, we just, like, looked in and closed it. Saw nothing. And clo- like, what was the point? I think what I'm hoping is that they they just wanted to see how much renovating needed to be done. Like, it's basically empty on the inside. I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then a car pulls up to Lollybrock. And you said, Galus? What? I mean, I don't know. I was, I, I was, that would have been cool. Although, she's gone at this point. She left before they did. Right. At that point, I hadn't figured out... Well, not figured out. They hadn't shown us the motivation for them going or... What they were doing there was like something's got to there. Something has to come of this. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't Galus. It was a real estate agent. Yeah. And what what did you think of it? Well, I mean, uh, I like it as a motivation for them to have to go find the gold. You know, <laughs> yeah. really, really, that was that's the whole point of this thing. Is yeah. like like it gives the it's uh it's it's like their MacGuffin to go on a gold adventure. So from that, you know, from that point of view, good. Yeah. Then we have the last scene, which is Claire and Jamie going through the forest with Ian. And you said, what's going on? They wouldn't show us a pointless riding through the forest scene. What's happening? And then you screamed, it's the cat. <laughs> they found the cat. They found that made me the happy. Cat. Yeah. Made Claire happy too. But then mm-hmm. she had a little bit of an emotional break. She's like, I know it's just a cat, but I think she's like realizing how much they've lost. Yeah. Like they used to have a house with a cat. And Roger and Brianna and grandchildren. Yeah. The cat was the emotional farewell that I was looking for. Right. Well, and then they had that really, I thought it was a great flashback. And um, they both look very (laughs) different. Yeah. Um, And Claire says, we'll make it back here one day, won't we? And I wondered why she wants to be back there so badly. I don't know. It doesn't really make that much sense to me. Like, I understand they had high hopes, right? Then mm-hmm. they show Jamie saying Fraser's Ridge and all the hopes that they had of what that life would be. But, I mean, just based on the last couple of seasons, it's been awful. Yeah. there has It has been awful. With their advantages and financial standing and that sort of thing, like, there are so many better places they could be. Well, we've talked about this uh, many times. But, yeah, like... I mean, I guess it's her home, I guess. I don't I don't really know. I don't get it either. And I, I know some people were like, they want to fight in the Revolutionary War because this is Bree's future home. And it's like... That's so stupid. But you can't change the future. That's right. We know who won. What and are they going to do? Are they going to make America win more? Yeah. Like, what, what's the... That's... that's be her, I don't know who would say that. That makes no sense. It'll be her future home no matter what. Exactly. Like, we know what's going to happen. Right. Jamie doesn't need to die. No, or be there even for that matter. Or be there. It's all they they know how it's going to shake out. They can all just go away, maybe go to Australia, Mexico, go to the beach, hang out for a little while. Go and build then, a little house behind the Lollybrock. Right. You got a great big box of fucking gold, so you're going to be set when you come back. Just go with your box of gold, wait for I don't know, 10 years maybe. And then how come How long was the war? Five I don't years? know anything I have about no idea. I don't know anything wait about till it. it's over and then come back with your big box of gold. And even if people don't like you anymore, you're still rich. And it's like win-win because wait until 1780. And then you know you've avoided the fire that Mm -hmm. kills you. Yeah. Yeah, there's just this, like, logic lander is definitely not a thing. No. So then she says to him, you will always be enough. Mm. Which is, I mean, he probably needs to hear that right now. Maybe. Right? Like, what do you mean maybe? Think about what she's been through. I mean, he gave her that knife. 
I know, but she has been through so much. He needs to hear that. They get back on the horses and they ride away right. to Scotland, towards Scotland. Well, towards... Somewhere that could possibly get them to Scotland. Right. And that's the end, isn't it? Fade to black. Woo. Yeah, it was definitely an episode of television, for sure. Who was your MVP? I mean, I'm going to have to give it, as much as I complained about the scenes, I'm going to have to say the MVP is Mr. Bug. Oh, okay. Uh, that yeah. actor acted the shit out of Mr. Bug, and he was uh, he was really good. I didn't really like the scenes in this episode, but I thought the actor was really strong, and it made me uh, a little sad that he didn't get a bigger role up till now. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. My MVP was young Ian. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, we need him around right now. There's nobody else, so it was nice to see him. He's a little mopey lately. He needs to he's, fund the fuck it's up. It's depressing to kill as many people as he's I been guess, killing. I guess, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard on him. Yeah. That's not bad. What, what would you, oh, what what's, your what's your score? What's your score? I'm going to flip it. I want to know your score first. I'm not, I'm not at score. Oh, okay. Well, what are you at? Best scene. Oh, um, best scene. Uh, it's a toughie. Um, maybe when they find the cat. I like that cat. Uh, I actually, I didn't mind the scene where they killed Mrs. Bug. Like it was kind of, there was like a little bit of action and, you know, it was kind of dumb that she was dressing up like Mr. Bug, but I, I didn't mind the scene itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's my favorite scene. Okay. My favorite scene would be the Lallybrock scene. Mm, that makes sense. Tied with, oh. this is so, this is very Tied. random, but when Claire is writing the letter to Brianna and then says, I'm going to let your dad finish this letter off and it shows Jamie. Oh, that was It's just charming. like, yeah, it no, just seemed like a very that. like older couple taking, totally. it reminds oh. me of like when you have like one parent on one phone and the other one runs to the bedroom so they can just listen yeah that's not, what it reminded me not dating me of. ourselves at all with, yeah. <laughs> with that reference but yeah it's totally yeah uh yeah okay what okay. was your least favorite scene uh definitely the bug funeral i don't i don't care no i don't i don't care and also how many funerals must i watch a few apparently but yeah one more hopefully the last one for a while so that's when i was like really disappointed that the writers and the showrunners and everyone else had decided to take this time and focus on this storyline. Especially since they crammed so much into the last episode. They actually put a lot into this episode too, but but yeah, since they super sped through the last well, episode. Well, and it's a conclusion to a character and storyline that we never had. Yeah. There was, yeah, there was no investment in the book no. for non-book readers. No. What was your least favorite scene? Jamie's brain time travel telephone. Oh, I actually really like that one too. Yeah, oh, I like that. It just because it just pissed me off. So that usually does it for me for least favorite scenes. Okay, rating out of a hundred. Out of a hundred, I don't know, thirty-four. Like there was only one thing that annoyed me. It was honestly, I felt like this episode was a bit of a snoozer. Mm -hmm. Um. There were, you know, there. I, I spent a lot of time ask, you know, playing the why would we, why would they do that game, which is always fun. Um, I feel like it's setting up bigger things to come, so uh, you know, there's probably some purpose to a lot of it, but I, it felt it felt fillery to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. I will say when you're like setting up for bigger things to come, 
we keep seeing promos for what you know episodes that are coming up and it's all like worry worry and i'm not like i don't want to watch that we already know how it ends and is it just going to be like that doesn't that just sound like such a drag <laughs> to watch a war that he shouldn't be in that we already that we know, already how, know it how it goes yeah and I, we know he's gonna live through it and theoretically yes i don't really i, I i'm not sure that i'm that yeah I, i'm not going to be playing the questioning game through all that either but uh yeah i mean yeah, yeah. so i would give this episode 84 oh 84 okay. out of that's 100. actually more than i thought yep I liked it the most out of all three episodes from the seventh season. Yeah. From the seventh season. And um, I would even watch it again. There were some scenes really? I really liked. Yeah. You have not said that in a while. Yeah. So, 84. There you go. Well, okay then. Yeah. Well, good job, Outlander. You've won back, Megan. They sure Ish. have. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yep. And I'm really hoping they that we get back to Scotland in the next episode. I mean, we've taken some jumps, so it could be... It wouldn't shock me, honestly, if the next episode was, like, seven months later and they're leaving Lollybrock. Oh, my God. I hope they don't do that. Or, like, well, we're back at Fraser's yeah, Ridge. We didn't was, know it would happen. What have... a fun adventure in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the kind yeah, of thing Lizzie's they've been doing. has got, like, her season. third baby, and, like, there's... That is exactly what, what could happen. Like, it wouldn't um, shock me the way they're doing big, weird jumps and stuff like I that. I hope they don't... But I know they're rushed because this seventh season, it's 16 episodes total, but they've split it in half. So in 2023, we're going to get eight episodes. We've already watched three, which okay. it will probably pain you to learn. You only have five more episodes this year to do Lloydlander. So few, but at it's the same time, heart, so many. It's heartbreaking to me. And then the second half, the other eight episodes, mm -hmm. we'll get in 2024. And I guess in 2024, they'll also shoot... I don't know that we will, though. Because the writers are still on they've strike. Already, they've already shot it all. Yeah, but that the, the writer's strike is also affecting post-production and everything. So, I mean, everything's getting delayed right now. So I, I don't... I wouldn't... We might still get in 2024, but I would not bank on it. Oh, my gosh. Of course we will. Okay. They should be doing all... So right now they can't do any post on the other eight episodes for next year? I mean, year? I'm not sure how... But I was just at a conference and there were people were talking about how the writer strike is affecting post-production and everything. So it's... Uh, I'm just saying, I wouldn't bank on 2024. Well, and then the eighth and final season is only 10 episodes long. Bummer. And I think it's because Katrina Balf and Sam Hewen are like 10 more. So basically they've shot everything but 10 more episodes. Right. They only have to do 10 more episodes oh and they're done. They must be so happy. But then I also wonder if they're delaying it like this because Diana Gabaldon is, writ is writing the final book right now, book 10, the final book on Claire right. and Jamie. So they want to have the show ending and they don't want to pull a Game of Thrones where the show ending doesn't match. Where they're like, the maybe ending. she would have done this. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes sense. That's what they should do. But yeah. it means that we're not going to get the conclusion of Outlander maybe until 2026. Maybe even longer. Who knows? Could take a while. Yeah. Jamie might actually be 50 by the time, or uh, um, Sam Ewan might actually be 50 or however old Jay Frey is supposed to be by the time this wraps up. Yep. Could be. Speaking of wrapping up, I think it's about that time. I think so too. All right. Well, that's it. Another episode of Lauren Lander <laughs> in the books. See you next week for episode four. See you next week. Gotta get back in